broadcast. Harlem's very own, featuring as always your three magnanimous co-hosts. Speaking first, it's Sanaa Lathan, Sugar Baby, Justin K. Winley, a.k.a. Poppy Peacoat, a.k.a. Mr. Around the Block, uh-huh. joined by my boy. Yo, what's up? It's the Phenomenal Nigga, a.k.a. Busting Your Girls Lightyear, a.k.a. Live from Hall and Sun, the liveest one, representing Eastside to the fullest. Best stop front, and when I be running, your host be clucking. Oh, wow. Man came with man. Man came with bars. Man came with bars. Jesus, thank you. You always come in with with, with the long with the long AKA. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm long just, legged. The so extendo. I'm long legged. He he is like six three. <laughs> um, exactly. What's going on, everybody? Uh, <laughs> my name is Amar K Simmons, AKA the prehistoric pussy predator, and um, the Jones in my bones, but Nia Long better get some of this right here because it ain't gonna be here for long. Oh, oh. And I said a long one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. You do look like Lorenz Tate. A little bit. A lot of people are saying that. A little now. bit. Was that a domer? Was that off the. That was a domer. Wow. Wow. Damn it. It's about drive, it's about power. <laughs> <laughs> we say hungry, we devour. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that AKA you used at the top of the last episode. It uh, was really funny. You know, I I slept with Nia Long once. <laughs> Wait, he did? No. <laughs> Imagine. He, he probably spit game once. They probably they probably met one time. I gave game. her that long dick, and I said, "Shut up, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> he hit it with that people's eyebrow, like. <laughs> he the pussy with the evil yeah, people's eyebrow. He put eyebrow. that elbow drop in him. <laughs> Oh, so that's what's cooking. It doesn't matter bottom. that you're in a relationship with Ice Cube. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You think wow. she ate? Ro- you, think, you think she ate Rock's bottom? <laughs> we're done. Um, yes. Uh, welcome back. This is our first November episode. We're very excited to be here. We have a few things to talk about it's on cold. the docket. It is chilly. It How is. are you guys adjusting to the to the cold weather? I mean, you, you, we all got. Well, you don't have a sweater on. You you just you got your moobs out. But uh, you know what? Wow. I haven't really seen you in V necks a lot. I'm not a V-neck guy. Hmm. I might get into them, but I've never been really a V-neck guy. I feel like it's more European and like not that European. Got it. Got you know it. what I'm saying? The Italians do love the V-neck though for the I chest I feel like hair. the Italian part of me is like the pants. Like the, like, got it. Yeah. I would rock it like linen or like the pleated pants. Yeah, I would yeah, rock yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But like the, the, the tops, I don't know about Or maybe a nice floral. Yo, you'll definitely see me in, in like a cocaine floral <laughs> next summer. Like I will be out here with the with the fucking Scarface shit. Right. I'll be out here. You should, you should you should try like putting on a V neck like one time for the one time. I'll get I'll get some from Fresh Booties. Mm. I would say you know some sweaters like some good old long sleeve cashmere sweaters. What I'm thinking about is like well like the fit like he has probably the fit like he has. Okay, yeah. cool. Because I want to get more of a muscle fit. Um, what's it called? Uh, like turtleneck. Yeah. But what I'm afraid of is it being too sucked into my around the to stomach. My, to my stomach. I want it to be cuffed around my titties and my arms and loose around my. Usually, my I feel like the yes. muscle. <laughs> For those listening in, Ahmad just it's Ahmad Weinstein. <laughs> Ahmad just smacked Jude on the peck. It, it is ain't juicy. Gross if you yo, like. yo, Justin's also HR, so I'm complaining to HR right now. <laughs> <for sexual harassment. laughs> I'll take that complaint under consideration. Um, but yeah, you were a witness. I feel like most muscle fit stuff um, usually is up here. Um, it's always the shoulders, biceps, yeah, and the chest, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so, your back, right? And then it's like Key you know, points. it'll be a little looser. So yeah, I mean, look into it. Um, I, I see that for you. I see that in your future. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to go to the store and not buy online. I need to go to the motherfucker and try it on. Sometimes you got Black Friday is coming up, people. So that's I'm, true. But I've been like I went out 
shopping in person recently, and I was just like, what am I doing here? This like, is ghetto. <laughs> go. I just different, even like H, like we went to the mall, my, my family, we went uh, to Palisades Mall um, okay. a couple okay. weeks ago. We've been there a ton of times. They have a nice selection of shops, but I don't know. It's just like, you see, st- either stuff is too expensive, like you feel like it's overpriced. Maybe it's just me becoming an adult, and I'm like, why would I pay this much mm, money for this? I mean, sometimes the quality doesn't seem to to match the price. In and then like when you're shopping what online, what stores were you at though? Well, you know, your I guess your Zara, your H and M, your fast fashion, like that. yeah, fast fashion. So it go to Banana Republic. Banana Republic has some stuff. Banana Republic has some stuff. Most of the stuff. Hey. That's nice. Pretty. Ahmad's got on a nice mustard sweater right now. That's 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 nice. This sweater I have on is from ASOS though. I'm, you know I'm the ASOS. Oh, you know ASOS popping. I'm the ASOS poster boy. I yeah. can't I can't wear anything, yo. Like it's the tough. pants I got them from them was fire. But yeah. I yes. can't I can't wear anything though because like it, it's too teeny. I'm too big. Yeah yeah yeah. I'm six foot three. I'm <laughs> too big. <laughs> I'm two hundred and twenty pounds. Apparently I'm He's too big. Two twenty. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. I'm not really like one ninety. He's getting beat up for the winter. It's not up here. It's it's my low half. It's my my legs. Yeah. It's the legs. I have, more, I have more ass and more some of my ex girlfriends. <laughs> and you know, I I feel like some some of the dude do get jealous of that too. Uh-huh. Yo, but, they get real they get real envious, but then they love grabbing on it. Oh, of course, I was about to say like they they do love smacking the guy's ass. Right. Any any day. Right. When, right. Whenever it's in sight. Some of their hands just, just start twitch. trembling, start trembling. Honestly, niggas just need to start deadlifting the squad and doing kettlebell swinging. Exactly. I'm, That's just what niggas got to do. I feel like it should be said, you know. I feel like most men out here in this world don't even talk about, they you don't. know, because they feel like it's, uh, you know, it's, it's against it's us. the But originally, law. it's for safety reasons because we sit down so much, so our butts are deactivated. Mm-hmm. And our hips are very tight. And so, but having a strong butt, it can like save you as you get older, you know. Like when you're slipping, your uh-huh. muscles activate, and you can save yourself. If you mm-hmm. don't have strong enough ass, you don't strong enough legs, you know, slip, flip, and break your lip, and break your hip, and do all that shit, you yeah. know. But if you have, you know, solid, you know, foundation to the crib, you know, you'll be alright. Fellas, have a good base. Good to know. And not for nothing, the power it powers, you know, things. Yes, mm-hmm. it right. powers things. You know what I'm saying. Um, speaking of rockets, let's move to <laughs> the trailer for Lightyear. Uh, now, it was a few months ago that uh, we had a mod on here. It was um, a year ago when he first came on. Yeah, yeah, to talk about... Um, uh, well, actually, you know what is crazy? You said that, Jude, because maybe I should have said this at the top, but today is the second anniversary of our first recording session. That's you and me. Wow. You and me, Jude. That's so. fucking insane. Yeah, and, but we, uh, one of our episodes way back was just talking about a bunch of nerdy stuff and Ahmad was on and y'all were really hyped for this light year Congratulations! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Oh my God! <laughs> what more do you want from me? <laughs> Sorry, Tyrese. Yo, rest in peace to DMX, bro, but that clip of him yes. bursting into tears... That was Tyrese. <laughs> no, the one, the one Wait. of DMX just. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. X. That's funny. That one's funny. Yes, yes, that's yes, yes, yes. I see that. We still yes, love yes, them. Yes. We still love them. We do. We do. But yes, uh, y'all were very excited for the Lightyear announcement. I wanted to get your thoughts on the trailer uh, that just came out last week or two weeks ago, as you're listening. <laughs> Sir, you go first. I was, I was extremely satisfied. Mm-hmm. Um, I there's there's. I don't think there, there's a better word or a better feeling mm. because Pixar, we, we already know, Pixar comes in with the heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. And especially when it is tied with 
Toy Story, which you know is one of the most uh, iconic loved iconic franchises uh, from 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 Pixar, but to also put out a spinoff film, which we've got a spinoff show that happened years ago, mm-hmm. which was the yes. Buzz Lightyear animated that was TV fire. series. That was fire. And that so vaguely, beautiful yeah. for the movie. Just when he works alone and his partner uh, dies, but then doesn't die. It was it was it was excellent. Amazing. And and now in with, with a, a better you know of course twenty twenty one technology bigger budget. is here bigger budget and just making tw- Buzz Lightyear look like that <laughs> with hair. I was <laughs> I, I was blown away by the way that they had like they, they shot some of the scenes. I'm gonna cry um, in the theater. The music was just spot on. Mm-hmm. I, I I ain't gonna lie. I low I low key choked up when I saw the trailer. So I'm we crying. One hundred percent. Me and Amago gonna we'll like, hold cry. hands. We'll be holding hands in the theater like. <laughs> 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 it, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. If he says that. I'm I'm done. Well, they teased I'm gonna it. get to Infinity Beyond tatted on my dick, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> but it's gonna be beautiful. The I'm gonna shaft cry. is gonna be the, it's gonna be the end of the rocket ship, and it's just going <laughs> No, keep. Yeah, no, go ahead. <laughs> I, I'm gonna uh, dye my pubes red. To the, to be oh, like to be in a fire. <laughs> That's nasty. That's ridiculous. That's nasty. He's going to die red become unhinged. He's going to die red orange. They, oh well, God. they do. They do. Um, they tease the uh, uh, the infinity and beyond moment, oh. right? You know, at the end, and and of course they the have suit. a. How y'all feel about uh, Chris Evans as the casting choice for? Uh, I'm with. I'm okay. Him. I understand. You know, Tim Allen has. Uh, then he has like some controversies. Yeah. What did he do? Well, I mean, first of all, he's 60-something years old, so he probably wasn't going to be cast for this anyway because it's a prequel. But, but he, Tom Hanks does everything. Yeah, but I think if they made a, I don't know, maybe they would cast Chet Hanks if they made a uh, a Woody. Fuck. They are, You know that's going to come next. Yeah. I saw it on Double Toast. So like, you know they're going to make a Woody one. Woody like, Woody is <laughs> in there. Woody is in the chamber. Yeah. Woody is going to be Jamaican. Just... <laughs> Ross. There's a, a snake in me boots. <laughs> I don't know. I was kind of Irish. I, uh, Jamaican, my Jamaican is tough. There's a reboot. <laughs> <laughs> They're related. They are related accents, though, because really? of, because of bit, how yeah. because of how the uh, the how the transatlantic slave trade worked, and you know how language started to develop as mm. people came from Europe, that part of Europe to the West Indies. Now that I'm imagining mm. both those accents in my head, they do sound. It similar. sounds similar, right? Yeah. 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 Um, so there is a relationship, but yeah, no, uh, yeah. Jamaican Woody would be hilarious. Um, yeah, I mean, this trailer was really cool. For me, I I enjoyed um, Buzz Lightyear specifically in the context of the Toy Story movies. Uh-huh. Like, I always thought he was he was a cool action figure. He's an action figure I would have. Me too. Um, and I had it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did have what I'm excited for in this trailer. It looks like they're teasing Zerg. There's like a Zerg little, is wild. There's a little moment where there's like that creepy alien door opening with a red light and I'm wondering if they're like oh. hiding him because I always thought Zerg was cool he was like a Darth Vader type of thing and that yeah. and I had a Zerg action figure and yep. he shot like little rockets out of his turret uh-huh. arm yeah um so it'll be interesting to see if they if they adapt that um of course the memes have already started with the with that Buzz was Light an old so. one thing I want to say about Tim Allen though to like revert back oh yes is that I know he had some controversies and he's old but he was selling coke like 30 years ago he got in trouble with some distribution shit 
and he snitched on his little crew and was able to get off scot free and be wow. the top the Tim Allen that we all know and love today. And then and, and then he had like the full on like Tom Selleck, <laughs> my Miami mustache, <laughs> no wife. What was it that uh, Tom Selleck was in? Yeah, what what that was that show? What's that show? Uh, um, Blue Bloods. Magnum, Magnum P.I. Oh, Magnum P.I. Magnum yeah, P.I. Yeah. That's what he did. Yeah. He yeah. had that mustache and he was selling that yayo, that booger sugar. <laughs> wow. Tim Allen was selling booger sugar. Buzz Lightyear and Santa Claus was selling booger sugar. He is Santa Claus. You'll I mean, forget that sometimes. It's, it's, it's some, it's, for him being a snitch, you know, he made, made, he made millions. You he know did. what I mean? He did. But it was a way to protect he, himself. He later repurposed all that uh, that unsold cocaine on the set of the Santa Claus films. Uh, <laughs> like I'm gonna I'm gonna get the 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 best out of my investment all, somehow. All the fake snow in Santa Claus was cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they won't be able to tell the difference. So when nobody know. wasn't looking. He just he like, uh. <laughs> all right, let's do this. Let's do this. I need a bump. I just need a bump before the next scene. I need a bump. Oh God. Um. So yeah, I mean, Lightyear. When does it come out? Did y'all catch the release date? I forgot. Uh, I, I was so excited to to peep for that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it may be twenty twenty. Okay. Cool. I'm seeing twenty twenty two June. Film. Yeah. June seventeenth. Okay. okay, so we outside. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm with that. We outside. Yeah, we outside. We I'm outside. Um, I, I'm 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 definitely ready for this film to come mm-hmm. out. I, I I think I think this this is also relatable to. Um, certain cartoons or certain animated films that just aren't really you know that good mm. and then this one was just what was sort of the like the it, refresher it feels like it has some love in it and I some feel passion. like recent yes. animated films have been pretty good like Soul last year we talked about it yeah like the Pixar and some of the Disney joints the last few years have been pretty dope I think Pixar, Pixar consistently puts out bangers yeah like yeah, I mean they put out the good dinosaur which I haven't seen but I haven't seen it yet I know that a lot of people like that Disney sometimes, you know, they can be hit or miss. I like Moana. I didn't see uh, the new joint. I didn't see the Italian lizard one, the Luca. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see that yet. Well, I didn't know that it was going to be, like, they're going to turn into animals. So I think that's what turned me off from watching it. I mean, that that always happens when it comes to, like, a regular human. They always want to make it, they always want to turn someone. Put it through a journey. Make it an animal. Right. Well, the weird thing is that you go through the trouble of, like, creating, making sure you have, like, a, a diverse protagonist and then you just make them a fish. Yeah. It's like, why set this in, in Italy? Well, it has an accent. That's true. It's a fish with an accent, and this they have this. Uh, <laughs> there's this. And my name is Sebastian. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hey, Halle Bailey, Little Mermaid. What is that? Is that next year? Is that oh, this summer? They they, they yeah. wrapped they wrapped filming. Do we have to talk I about these broads every fucking podcast? This is the last time. This Are you sure? This is the last time. Are we sure? Twenty twenty three. I was just about to say. I think twenty twenty. They, it's going to take a lot of time to get the scales right on the on the on the fishtail, I guess. Oh God, when did they CGI that? Yeah, or but you still have to you still have to like design it. Of know, course, but like, damn. I mean, it would be nice from a from a not to get too filmmakery here, but it'd be nice if they put her in like an actual sleeve with the mermaid thing for mm-hmm. certain practical shots, and then they enhance that with CG. As but uh, they're probably maybe. Gonna, maybe they'll do that. They maybe they'll do make it. most of it CG. Who knows. <laughs> we out to see the Little Mermaid. Um, but I'll the next, be out to see that. I'll be out to see that. The the next thing on the docket is uh, Pete Davidson making his way around the divorced celebrity circuit. Um, this nigga. Uh, Jude, why don't you take this one away? pterodactyl. <laughs> <laughs> so so Pete Davidson has been seen way after his uh, um his moment on SNL with kissing kissing Kim Kardashian. Right. He's been seen with her on a roller coaster holding hands 
and being out and about in Pete Davidson's native New York City. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was hot around here. Apparently. But, yeah, they're, 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 there's, like, rumors that they're together, and I'm just like, what? Oh, it's just, the, like, that whole family is into these weird-ass niggas. Like, Courtney is with uh, Travis Barker, the drummer, mm-hmm. who's hella tatted, and he's, he's, dope. he's a dope drummer. He seems like a dope dude, but you're just like, word? <laughs> and Chloe is O.J. Simpson's daughter. And then we have <laughs> Nothing Kim. Nothing about that. <laughs> and then we have Kim with Pete Davidson now, and it's just wild to me. <laughs> you're not going to you're not gonna not tell me that Khloe Kardashian is not big as shit, not in, you know, size, but in height, mm. way bigger than the rest of the rest of her family. Has more Negro features, and has a bigger head like her father O.J. Simpson. <laughs> I That's like O.J. To, Simpson Jr. What I, are you talking about? I would like to see the dossier that you put together on. I don't have a dossier. <laughs> nigga. It's just it's yes. just fact. It's just fact. I want to say real quick. Uh, Pete Davidson is twenty-seven. Kim Kardashian's forty-one. Just want that out. In the That's air. a win. I don't think they're together. I think they're probably just kicking it as friends, and you already know how social media just likes to boost everything up to try to make it seem like when two individuals are with each other and they take a picture, they're okay, automatically look. with each other. Right. You, they're looking at Khloe Kardashian and OJ Simpson. Come on. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible. You won't catch me saying it's impossible. I'm looking at Ahmad's face. <laughs> He's squinting. <laughs> His nose is all up in the bike. <laughs> Just heavy breathing. Um. Hey, yo. She got the eyebrows. She got the eyebrows. Um. She got that mean, just that, that killer glare. face. That killer face. <laughs> they definitely need, they definitely need to go to Maury on that one. Yeah. Definitely need, and, and then and then look at the okay, look at the two other fathers, two different fathers, Rob and then OJ. Right. Like you can definitely see Rob in the other in the other girls. Yeah. You can't see it in her. Not too much. No. She does look like she does look like Chris, though. She, she, she has she has some Chris features. You, so people are a mix of their parents. Of course, of okay? course, of course. You look like your mother and your father. Yes. You look like your mother and your father. Mm-hmm. I look like my mother and my father. Right. Mm-hmm. She don't look like Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Robert. <laughs> she don't look like this. O.J. Simpson Jr. <laughs> well, just to circle back to Pete Davidson to put a pin in that. I agree with you, Ahmad. I think a lot of times when it comes to celebrities, especially ones who who have been through a lot of relationship changes, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have a tendency to jump at thinking like, okay, this is the next one. But Pete Davidson has pulled down some pretty uh, impressive he people has. before. I mean, Ariana Grande alone is like, excuse is he me, sad boy shit. He's funny, like, it, right? He's funny. I mean, listen, that definitely. I'm funny. Ahmad's yes. funny. You're funny. Listen, listen. Based on what Ariana Grande had to say in that song, it's not just about his sense of humor. Mm. Wow. Okay, so I mean, if if face and pillow, <laughs> <laughs> head One is leg in that up. little corner of that couch. You see, you see that space right there? <laughs> yeah, that's where her head was. Okay. One leg up. One hand on pony. <laughs> <laughs> One mine, hand mine. on album. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's uh, uh, funny to see Kim Kardashian on uh, a roller yeah. coaster. That's just fu- a funny visual to me. But hey, if she's having fun, she can come out of her ivory tower every now and again and, and, and get down in Coney Island with the rest of us. She's not above it. I think they, they were both high. And Pete That's Davidson also 100% said, possible. That is absolutely Pete absolutely Davidson true. was like, yo, Kim, you want to like, <laughs> get on a roller coaster? <laughs> she was like, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then like they, oh, they God, took I the haven't picture. done that in years. I haven't done that in years, you know? Me, what was that? that she's even on a roller coaster. That's a funny idea to me. Yeah. <laughs> Kim Kardashian probably has enough money to build one in her house. She, she, probably, bags, she yeah. probably make an entire amusement park in the backyard. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> she could rent out Disney World for like a year. Exactly. Um but uh, let's let's move to uh, political parte now. Uh, we are recording the day after election day. New York City yes. has a new mayor, uh, former borough president Eric Adams, oh boy. who is a also uh, yes a from Brooklyn, Brooklyn yes. and a former police captain. Once Maya Wiley um, uh, conceded the election back in June, which I didn't even know until I got to the polls yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, that a lot of people say that that secured the win for uh, Eric Adams because she was the only other like prominent Democratic candidate. And it's, it's you know, more often than not, a Democrat is going to win the mayor election in New York City. Of course. Yeah. Um, so it was just a given. Uh, but yeah, I mean, one of the things we were talking about uh, in our group chat last night was just, you know, being young adults in New York and coming into this, this stage of... Um, heightened ownership of and participation in the city you know what i mean and mm-hmm. and, and really being uh, uh dutiful citizens and um what exactly it is like we are interested in a mayor doing like what do we want out of a mayor what do we want to see change so i guess we can talk about that for a little bit um you know i was con- i was expressing some concerns uh and i'll be referencing this article from the new york times uh, about his election but um you know i was saying look we all know what happened last summer during the George Floyd um, uh, uh, related protests and mm-hmm. we saw anti-police sentiment really take a, mm-hmm. a sharp uptick and I just like, I don't know, part of me feels like it's n- I'm, I'm wary about having a former police captain as the mayor in light mm-hmm. of that, yeah. but at the same time in the interest of trying to build bridges and reach some sort of mutually beneficial decision for for uh, inhabitants of a city and the people who are supposed to be policing that city, maybe there's a chance that like having a mayor who is a former police captain can help some of these ideas about like reform come across a little better. We all, you know, we know that like the NYPD and Bill de Blasio did not have a great relationship. Um, They turned their back on him a few times in demonstration. Uh, Like it it was a very contentious thing. So Mm -hmm. maybe this will be better for that. But you know, this article says, his victory signals the start of a more center-left Democratic leadership that he has promised will reflect the needs of the working and middle-class voters of color who delivered him the party's nomination and were vital to his general election coalition. Um, so, you know, yeah, I mean, let's open it up. Uh, h- how y'all feeling about New York these next four years? That's how long a mayor is in office, right? Unless he gets reelected. Uh, they have like three, uh, three terms to get reelected, so he could be there for 12 years. Like Bloomberg. Yeah. Uh, and de Blasio. I feel like de Blasio was... No. When did he come in? 2014. 2014. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, so he was only there for eight years. Yeah, but uh, I don't know if I have anything to say in terms of having, like, a specific goal towards what I want to see change. Yeah. Like, of course, I would like to see police reform in, in um, New York City and hopefully a better relationship between police and uh, the citizens. Yeah. I would like to see the homeless crisis uh, come down a little, come down a whole lot of it, not just yeah. a little bit, a whole, whole, whole lot of it. Um, I would like to see uh, education be mm-hmm. brought to the forefront and more investment in, you know, our education system. Yeah. But more importantly, I would like, hopefully, a change in culture, which will have to take a longer time, maybe past this mayor, 
but a change in the culture that we think that we're against the city because like we were talking about yesterday people are just you know moving into new york city living here it's like five ten years and then bouncing back to their hometowns or or wherever else life takes them yeah and that's absolutely fine you know that's you know your life and the way you want to see things go but there are people here who are born and raised here and don't necessarily want to leave here and they don't have to reinvest in the city reinvest in the citizens so the citizens can reinvest in the city yeah so make people want to stay here and make people care about staying here keep things open and just invest in the citizens themselves so invest in our education invest in our um <clears throat> on our transit systems our infrastructure for our streets make things a better place mm-hmm. give options for our homeless folks to uh get their get themselves on their feet more compassionately and just start a, a coalition of you know i yeah. invest in the city you invest in me yeah you know i would like for things so maybe one day across the board go back to somewhat of the greeks mm. where we had they there was the idea of like you know people had their jobs but it's not their whole lives mm-hmm. right now our jobs is most of our lives you know we spend a lot of time working and not enough time being with our families but we're also not having enough time working on the citizen working mm-hmm. on the um the, the sovereign the city state mm-hmm. we you know are, are split between work and family and we just live here right i see what you mean you yeah know what i mean so there has to be a, a better division of how much time we work on working on the city as a group, you know, having, if, if that's us voting more, mm-hmm. us making more decisions as a collective mm-hmm. and not just like, you know, I'm with my mom, dad, my kids, my, my partner. And then I'm with my coworkers, you know, instead of just that bouncing back, and you forth. know, yeah. incorporating all time so we can live a better life together. You know, we're at work to work for our well being. We have our family lives, but then we have to work on the collective, sure. what we need for everybody. Yeah. Mm. Um, I would love to uh, piggyback on that. I love everything that you just said. Um, I would love to add in um, affordable housing, mm-hmm. um, which is for a good amount of people who have lived in New York and you know they would want to find a place of their own. But at the same time, due to gentrification and the amount like how housing has has been, it increased by. 10 times the amount as, as it was mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody is able to even like find a decent spot that is bigger than your fucking closet if you're mm-hmm. wanting to live in Manhattan. Specifically, if you want to live by yourself. Yes. Um, everybody is, everybody has to, you know, succumb to living with a roommate or three other roommates and, you know, go all the way out to Brooklyn or Bed-Stuy, Bushwick, that's where everybody is now. Um, but if you have it like that, you know, you take your ass to Jersey City. But nobody wants to go on that bus. Not me. Um, <laughs> we don't fuck with the path, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> but I I would love to see more affordable housing. And, you know, I would love for, you know, this mayor, Eric Adams, like he's already giving, I'm already giving his ass a fucking side eye. Um, mm. But. I would love to see more homeless people um, be in shelters. Like mm-hmm. there's been, there I feel like there's been an increase in the homeless population in New York. Like everywhere you go, there's a homeless person, and you don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. You want to see, you know, the 
them just being taken care of. Of course, you know, there are probably events that happened in, in their lives that unfortunately made them uh, go into poverty. Yeah. And, and so nobody will bat an eye or even like try to take care of them or do anything for them because we always see them as a dirty nuisance. Nuisance. I'll yeah. say this, you know, um, yeah, I think you guys both raise a lot of good points. Um, and, uh, you know, we're not a political podcast. So, of course, if you want more insight, you can probably hop over to Just Too Opinionated, our, our homies Ali and Zuhair, uh, yeah, for, uh, for, a, for a deeper breakdown on this. But I saw a post that was really interesting uh, of, uh, a few months ago now. Um, it was actually Al Prentice. He shared it on his story. Mm-hmm. Shout out LD. And it basically said something like, a lot of people think New Yorkers are rude. They just don't understand uh, that we have like an ecosystem about ourselves yeah. that's very specific. And like, because we don't have a lot of physical space, mm-hmm. we give each other a lot of psychological space. So there's this kind of idea that like, I think that's why New Yorkers are so, it's so easy for us to like tune stuff out. Yeah. Because, because like, we just know like, listen, because if I react, then it's going to spark something else and something else. Like everybody's having a bad day. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? My problems are not the end of the world. And this, this post was specifically talking about like, you know, if you're a tourist in New York, like don't, feel afraid about approaching a New Yorker nine times out of ten they're going to be friendly and help you out if you need to yeah. go somewhere I know I, I if I know how to get somewhere I'll usually tell somebody I'm not mm-hmm. going to be like of course figure it out um, <laughs> that's a, that's like an old stereotype but um, I will say I think maybe a downside of that is when it comes to the compassion that we that we should show for each other mm. um, we maybe are too psychologically selfish um, with trying to maintain like we're trying to mind our business you know yeah. Um, and that can be that can come down to ignoring uh, a homeless person, which like we've all dealt with panhandlers on the train and we just let them pass yeah, by. Yeah. That's one thing. Or it could be someone's getting attacked and you pull out your phone to record it or you just keep walking. Even I mean, like and obviously self-preservation comes into it. Like um, and you're, you're not going to like save someone and then the next thing you know, they're coming out with a big ass knife and giving you a buck 50 across the face. And, <laughs> and, like, it's just right, right. Certain things aren't necessarily worth it, of course, but um, I often think about that as like, as someone who practices martial arts, right, and as someone who learns self defense. Gets the crap out of me all the time. Yeah. It's like if I, you almost feel like you're a you're a designated uh, reporter. It's like, like you have to be Batman or something. Yeah, like like mm. but like my dad, for example, like as a parole officer, if he witnessed an incident of child abuse in public or something like that, like he's he is mandate mandated reporter. That's the term. He's mandated. Oh, he okay. has to report that. So like. Sometimes you feel like if you have a certain level of ability, like if you see someone in trouble, you should do something about it. But like saying all that to say, I feel like we could definitely increase our compassion as as citizens toward each other. Um, you know, and as far as Eric Adams, I mean, the dude apparently had a, a kind of a tumultuous police career. Like he was known as sort of a troublemaker, even when he was a police officer in terms oh of. boy. Not in terms of not in terms of like you know killing people, but in terms of making waves within the department as a black officer, pushing okay. for more representation. Pick your words, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> we heard troublemaker were like, "Yo, he beat the shit out of some dude." No, 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 no. Um, he he himself experienced police brutality as a young man, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and apparently that was part of the motivation for him to become a police officer. But this is from another New York Times article. It says, over the course of the two-decade police department career that followed, Mr. Adams troubled the water often. He was a fierce advocate for black officers, infuriating his superiors with news conferences and public demands. As he rose to the ranks to captain, he spoke out against brutality and later against the department's stop-and-frisk tactics. I wonder, because 
grab a friend, um, uh, Charles. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an older gentleman. I think he, him and um, Eric Adams might be around the same age, and he was a cop in Brooklyn as well. Mm-hmm. And he was like known as like the Buddhism cop. Mm-hmm. He's just this big, hulking black dude. And I swear to God, the sweetest man I've ever met in my life. <laughs> oh, my God, I love this dude. And I think he retired now, so congratulations to Chuck. Maybe we should have him on the show. Mm-hmm. He's a you know, super jazz head. Mm-hmm. But he would organize meditation around his uh, around his specific uh, precinct. Oh. And I thought that was really dope. Yeah. You know, so. Stuff like hof- that is cool. Yeah, it is. So hopefully one day, you know, we can have him on the show or something like that. And hopefully, you know, Eric Adams does well. He'll continue his, you know, bubbling waters with yeah. the NYPD. And, but maybe do it in a different way. Maybe yeah. Do it appropriately. Maybe the guys that was next to him coming up are now in a different position, in right. a better position, in a higher up position to hear within him the out. department yeah. to hear him out. And yeah. real quick to reinvest in the city, things people should look into, Youth Action, Youth Build, it was a GED program that I was a part of, mm. and uh, All Star Project with uh, Dr. Lenore Falani. Yeah. Just I had to plug those in real quick. No, I appreciate it. I do feel like there should be more youth programs as well. 100%. Um, uh, I can definitely say that a lot of students... Uh, who come out of school, you know, they just want to go and hang out with their friends, which is it's okay, but, you know, you don't want to do that every single time. I feel like there should be some way to add in uh, the arts. For for me, when I was when I was 11, like, that was the time that I started acting, and I did it all the way up until I was 14, but, you know, just a single recommendation from a teacher or anybody that, you know, that is in your community can just change your life. Yeah, I think a lot of times uh, uh, it's just it's it's just a, an ignorance in terms of like kids don't know what options exist because especially in our community, you know, uh, so in Harlem, limited. yeah, there's no one there's no one up here telling them. I wouldn't I didn't get into acting because someone up here told me, you know. I mean, and granted, I was already my mom, I think aware of how inequitable education can be depending on what part of the city you live in. Yeah. That's why she was always sending me to school in the Upper West Side. And so that's how I was able to get the opportunities I got. But one of my ultimate goals is to, is to start bringing art back to Harlem. Mm, um, because, uh, you know, growing up, seeing everything happen in Brooklyn and, you know, it's like, that's cool. But, you know, the, the New York history, first of all, had a dynamic spread of art all over. I mean, hip hop was born in the Bronx. You know, before that, you had the Harlem Renaissance. So it's like these New York is not just Brooklyn. And I'm sure there was something that happened on Staten Island, too, at some point. You know, God Wu-Tang bless Wu-Tang Clan. Uh, yeah, but I, mean, I, no, s- uh, I said yeah. hip hop. So like. But no, 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 no. Like a whole <laughs> n- like nine dudes Fair. started a crew. You're right. You're right. And they renamed the borough Sums of Shaolin. Wu-Tang Clan strikes again. You're right. They reinvented how hip hop was distributed. Method Man. No. <laughs> M-E-T-H-O-D, man. O-D-D. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I can't even get into the whole thing. Just watch the damn series on Hulu. You're right. Drew's been yelling like, at me to watch this show. Wu-Tang. <laughs> My bad. In Staten Island. My bad. It's not just niggas from Jersey Shore. I did not mean to disrespect Wu-Tang specifically. Uh, I didn't mean to. I, my point still stands. Your homework is to listen to the entire Wu-Tang Clan catalog. <laughs> 
I'm about to get cream tatted on my left leg. <laughs> Jude has been cash rules everything around me. We have all of Jude's tattoo ideas on records, and one on some episode he's talking about. I what told about two tattoos today. Damn. Yeah. So you know, listen. Um, I guess to wrap up this part of the conversation. I, if there's anything I would encourage our listeners to do, and I know most of y'all are from New York, obviously, um, try to remain active, not only politically, because it's like anyone could say, get out and vote, and then you're like, don't tell me what to do, but try to think literally about, like, how do I want this city to be better for me, for my my family, you mm-hmm. know, my future family, if, I, if I'm thinking about that, and, um, and, and what ways can we communally build? I like that, Jude, that idea of returning to... <laughs> how the Greeks thought about it. And, and by the way, here come this, here comes this big bastard, oh broccoli head, <laughs> this broccoli head, zero from holes, look at that nigga. <laughs> we getting intruded. Hang that nigga. <laughs> Disrespected in his own apartment. Yo, uh, Wes Goodridge Carhartt, just walked in. Like a nigga from Wu-Tang Clan with the Carhartt jacket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wes, thanks. For- from Brooklyn. Hang that nigga My- now. <laughs> a Brooklyn to Harlem transplant. Hey, Wes. <laughs> what's up, Wesley Snipes? So, yes. Uh, I th- We were going to talk about Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg is mad weird. Mark Zuckerberg is, he is mad weird. He is a strange like, person. He's you started Facebook dude. on some weird stalker shit, my nigga. Like, yeah. just just go somewhere. Meta yeah. is the Sith. Okay. <laughs> He's beyond the Sith. That nigga's Emperor Zerg. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally talking to my girl about it, and she was like, this is creepy, but interesting at the same time. And she was like, what if like y'all have y'all virtual meetings and then Mark is like, "Hello, metabytes," <laughs> just like, "Hello, Mars." <laughs> Yo, it's like he, he's trying to plug you into the Matrix. Like we're watching the movie. Like, dude, we watched this movie. We're not falling yeah. for this, but we might. But it's listen. Once once it drops, many people will grab it because all all of its benefits and properties and what benefits anything that's in is well, it is it? Am I gonna get double toppy? <laughs> If it's not going to get probably, me, if it's not gonna <laughs> give me actual double toppy, I'm not going to use it. You could probably get virtual toppy. I don't know. I don't know. care about no virtual toppy. You can I close my eyes and do that by myself. This is like, so the, the they, they have this this shit called the Quest system. And it's like a set of, it's like, it's sort of like the Oculus, but it's like, it's, it's glasses. And so you can scan your entire apartment um, and, you know, if you like lose anything, like it'll notify you like where it is. It's it's very fucking weird, but um, you can have like a virtual workspace. Um, as you have these glasses on, if you feel like you want to go somewhere, you want to like get away, you can like literally um, just bring your office glasses. with you with these glasses. You can bring your office, but also you can just like reimagine your entire place. That's it's like yeah. and be, it still be cold and on the outside, bro. It's really, it's, <laughs> no, it's really just. Yo, thank God for all these cartoons that we watched growing up because it just prepared me for stupid shit like this. There was an episode of Batman Beyond mm. where you know exactly what I'm talking about too, right? Yo, so they, so like the kids were like in this virtual reality world and they're in this like tube or something and they're living their best life in their virtual reality. Yeah. And but then these kids are getting addicted to it. I was like, yeah. I'm not doing that. Thank God for educational television. Oh. For making sure I was not going to fall for shit like this. This is literally a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. Like, this well, is literally we've been living Black in Mirror. one for a while. But I'll tell you this. I mean, I don't know. This glasses idea you're talking about, We it sounds like we tried that with Google Glass. And yeah. there were people walking into traffic. And like... Yeah, niggas really thought they would fucking Vegeta. <laughs> Scan it's over 9,000! <laughs> I think I think for for the quest system you will use this um 
they they of course Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg they probably have seen that and just tweaked it and just made the perfect right, right. equipment like the perfect type of uh, gear for their for the employees but to also for people who are not employed in in Facebook sure and so um, with 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 the quest system of course like they added games with it you can literally play san andreas with the quest system like you can literally walk the streets of san andreas and like you know commit all i can't play a first person game i mean i'm a 3d person i need to feel like god i need to feel like god controlling other motherfuckers (laughs) and that's and that is okay but people gonna love people gonna love the 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 the, the quest system is three hundred dollars and um facebook is still gonna be like Facebook, like the social media platform, but the entirety of of the of the organization will be turned into Meta. Maybe I'll just wow. maybe I'll just get all these niggas off the corner one twelfth and first. Stop selling drugs, guys. Yeah, I mean, just Facebook on, was the starter. Thing. It was the start of everything. You know, then they bought they 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 uh my their partner the with everything. MySpace was a starter, but Face MySpace AOL walked online, so that me. Facebook can run. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> but they, they they didn't really elevate uh, MySpace as to what Facebook is. Like they have Instagram, they mm-hmm. have WhatsApp, mm-hmm. they have like every uh, so some other social media platforms. But they said, you know what? Let's just let's turn this into Meta. Like yeah, Facebook is kind of the Disney of social media, where like yes. they're just like I get that eating up all the other little. All the other little social media babies. Mm-hmm. I hope Mark Zuckerberg can. has testicular cancer or something. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He may be a wow. robot. That, that might be a okay, robot. Lot, 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 lot. I apologize. He's just a weird dude. And I don't <laughs> trust that nigga. And like, I don't trust that man at all. It's the tight lips. No, me. it's the tight lips. It's the stalker. you right it's now. The, it's, the, it's the stalker shit. He wow. looks like Sinestro. Like... <laughs> <laughs> The last thing I'll say about Mark Zuckerberg is, I don't know if y'all remember He's that. He's syndrome. <laughs> that live stream he did where he was barbecuing. Syndrome. <laughs> I, I am that. syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he burnt, uh, he, he torched some brisket on, on Facebook Live. That boy doesn't wow. look like he know how to clean. Yeah. He has a bidet. That's why he got an Asian wife. Um. And now, uh, moving on to <laughs> In This Corner. Uh, I am so sorry. <laughs> Clarissa Shields uh, lost yes. her first professional fight ever. MMA fight, yes. It was an MMA but fight, but it's also the first time yep. she's lost. And that's okay. Uh, One of amateur, too, because damn. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she never lost a street fight either, the way that she's built. Um, but she was dealt her first, uh, the first loss in her professional fighting career. This comes from ESPN. She faced... Abigail Montes mm. and was outpointed via split decision on Wednesday. Oh. Uh, this is Wednesday. Well, more, this is the week of October 27th. So. More grappling, per se? Or did she get outstruck like with kicks and punches? It seemed like a situation where it was like a ground and pound thing. Mm, I think. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's not just outpointed. That's just out-assaulted. Yeah, I did better in there. I did pretty good on the cage. Shield told ESPN minutes after an emotional embrace. It was always the ground stuff. Got to get better at defending takedown and stuff. Uh, the game plan was just to do better than my last fight. Of course, to win also, but do better. I like that. I respect that when you when you lose and you can just right not like bounce back. Like yeah, I'm happy. But it's just like no, I know what I need to do. I know where I fell wrong. Where, where I uh, where I went wrong. Yeah. So I appreciate that. And it she knows how to carry herself, and she doesn't look like she's internalizing the loss. Exactly. Exactly. But then you have someone like Covington who's still denying that he got his face broken. Um, Bro, or maybe he didn't, but even if maybe he, did, he did, maybe he didn't. But you said on that stool, I think I broke my jaw. 
Right. And then your face was looking like was looking like Marlon Brando and Godfather with yeah. all the, the puff in your face. Yeah. So you you something broke. Yeah. It was definitely your will in your face. Yeah. I think that uh like you said, Jude, it's good that she hasn't internalized it. There now there continue to be uh ruffled feathers. Jake Paul, you know, opened his mouth again. But this time he got shut down by uh, Dana White. Which was which was pretty cool. Jake Paul basically said that I think he he basically he, called her a loser. Yeah, he called her a loser, and Dana White was like, "This kid, how about you show some respect for an athlete who's actually fighting people her weight class, who is fighting people her age in, the, in her age in the sport that she right. is proficient in? You know what I mean? And she's not even proficient in MMA, and she won one fight. Exactly, exactly. Her debut. Yeah, was it like what, eight months ago? Six months ago? Yeah, it was. It was. It wasn't that long. It was in ago. the summer. Yeah, it was during. I think it was July, maybe or June. Yeah. And you mm. know, I mean, it's like, uh, to a certain extent, Jake Paul is going to say whatever he has to say, and we give him the press, and 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 that's kind of what he the wants. But and the money. right, but he does. I think it's it's important when you see figures like Dana White check him on that because you know that's a lot of people are going to listen to Dana White. Of the UFC. Yeah, Dana <laughs> doesn't open his mouth for shit. <laughs> Let's be honest. He don't open his mouth for shit, especially trying to, you know, defend somebody. a black woman. A black woman, <laughs> yes. But he's listen. If she can punch, I don't care what color she is. Word. She, she can, can punch knock niggas and out. Kick. <laughs> she good by me. She and could be green. I don't care. Literally, <laughs> literally. That's what he's seeing when he looks at her. He's seeing. It's only a matter of time before he he tries to recruit her to the UFC. I don't think. Oh, so. they give her like a f- three years. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think he's. I think he sees her as a as a as she's a talented super fighter. marketable because yeah. she's going to take all her fans from boxing mm-hmm. into MMA. Then she'll have all, then he'll have all those other fans who right. were introduced to all these other fighters. Like, yo, this is dope because not for nothing, boxing is basically withered away and dying. It's on its way out. Canelo has a fight this weekend with uh, some dude that he smacked during the uh, press conference. I mm. saw. You that. saw that, and yes. he got a cut from that. Canelo oh, it's over. Scary. Listen, like, Canelo <laughs> is scary, man. Yeah. He, yo, Floyd is lucky. Floyd is lucky he caught that boy when he was young. Yeah. Because mm. he fought this Canelo, scary. Yeah. Mm. But to but to your point, it, it not it telling that every time we talk about boxing, we can only really bring up Canelo and Clarissa and Jake Paul. Yeah. But I, but Floyd. I'm saying like as far as like the like the the last of the great boxers, like Canelo Alvarez, Vasily Lomachenko maybe. There's a Javante Davis Javante, who's yeah. not, knocking niggas out. Um but it's it's not like the 80s. It's not like yeah. the 90s. It's just a, it's a dry spell. It's it's dry because MMA has taken over. Boxing had a bunch of weird business stuff go wrong. No one takes it seriously anymore. And mm. HBO Boxing crumbled I think in 2018, 2017, mm. which was a big draw for boxing. That's where everybody went. It was yeah. Showtime and HBO. You had two markets. One market is completely gone. They try to do this weird streaming zone thing. Yeah. It, it's just too weird. People don't have access to it. The people who love boxing are older older men, I would say. You know, generally. Yeah, yeah. like you know? my man, my former manager Wait. at TJ Maxx, Malcolm. Yeah, how old is he? Definitely mid-40s. Definitely mid-40s. <laughs> From like <laughs> mid-30s, mid-30s to like how old your pops is. Yeah. Those are the people who love boxing and they can know generally how to get to HBO Max or not HBO Max, uh, HBO Boxing. Mm-hmm. Just go on there, call the mother, call the motherfucker, uh, <laughs> plug in their card on, on their remote mm-hmm. and then they're good. But now they got to do this streaming thing and then they got to pay this thing. They're like, yo, enough. Like, 
All right, fuck this. Okay. What what can you say, man? But it's it's a mess. But I am still I remain excited for the future of Clarissa Shields. Me too. Um, next episode when it comes to in this corner, we'll probably be reacting to uh, this UFC fight that's happening this weekend. So. Um, yo, I have a paper to write, but I don't care. <laughs> this I, is important. This is history. Yo, this it, yo. Like, <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm so nervous. I was watching a UFC embedded, which is like. Like a week yes. before the fight, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they at the know, hotel and the yeah. hotel, some footage. I'm watching Colby, uh, train with his crew. I'm not very confident in him and his crew. He's a, an excellent fighter, and the last couple of people he fought have been like okay, subpar. But then he fought Tyron Woolley, is the only one I can think of, and he's already kind of was already out the On door. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and he was uh Colby's younger, more athletic. You know, he, 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 he was better than Tyron Woolley, and Tyron Woolley was already, like, off his crap the last couple of years. But this new crew he's with, because he's left American Top Team, which he had a lot of other fighters to iron him out with, but there's too many people. Mm-hmm. But then he went to this place called MMA Masters, and no disrespect, but I'm not sure if that's, like, the place where you go to get better when you're already fire. Mm-hmm. Usman did something similar, but he went to Colorado with the Trevor Whitman camp with as I said, Justin Gaethje and Rose Namajunas, where iron truly sharpens iron. Right. Those are the three top fighters in the UFC. So they will get each other better. But there's not another top fighter where Colby is. He's the only top one I can see. He's the top dog. It's yeah. an ego thing. You know, and the same thing happened with Kana. You know, you're, you're, when you don't, you know, train with iron, you're just going to get dull. Yeah, you'll get some work in. You can sweat, but you're not getting better. Yeah. You don't have anyone pushing you. Yeah. It's just not he, – he needs to go somewhere where he'll get better. I don't know – but I don't know where he can get better because he has this persona of being the wild, crazy white boy yeah. trying to be Jack Harlow with cocaine. <laughs> but, you know, you're not doing anything practical. Yeah. You know, you need to go someplace where you'll get better. And I don't know if he'll be able to do that anywhere because no one likes his character. That's true. So he something's got to change. You know, he burned his bridge. You know, doing his whole Trump thing, and yeah, I'm sure a lot of MMA fighters, you know, do that Trump shit. But the way you do it is, you know, not really honorable, dog. Like you're just kind of, you know, for the memes. Yeah, yeah, Mm. that's true. Well, time will tell. Maybe another knockout will humble him further. Uh, (laughs) I don't think a knockout will do it. I, I, I think he need to go. I think he need a good old choke, or to be put asleep. Mm. Like that. Like like. Masvidal sleep. Oh mm. yeah, 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 yeah. Because he hit just the, the 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 dust and the sweat of slavery just got knocked off his face. <laughs> the sweat from his father on the boat from Cuba just knocked <laughs> off his face. It was tremendous. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and on that, we are gonna take a, a a break, folks, and then we're gonna come back to talk about um what is going on with the Smiths that Jada and that Will love. Mm. Stay tuned. talking about whether or not we'd win in a fight with Bill O'Reilly, but we'll save that. <laughs> I for feel like Justin episode. would like hit him with some pinpoint accuracy on some Israel Adesanya shit. <laughs> he'll just like just pick him apart like pop, 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 pop. And he'll be like, no mas, no mas, like uh, Roberto Duran. <laughs> Ahmad is strong as shit. So I feel like he'll hit him in like the liver or like the kidney. And, just and he'll just like, like crumble, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And me... <laughs> 
Me, I'm gonna kick him OD in his fucking leg. <laughs> just, just hit hit him in that nerve, right in the varicose right, veins, right in the varicose veins, in, in, in that in that thigh of his, in in his you know ugly Twinkie leg. <laughs> Take him to the ground, put him in a rear naked choke. And be like, Go to sleep. Get out. <laughs> Go to the sleeping pills. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, like we said before the break, we wanted to talk about um, the mess mm. going on between Jada Pinkett and Will, or the mess that we are orchestrating as fans of theirs. You know but what's funny? I think this is stop this nigga. <laughs> Who needs to be stopped, Jada? <laughs> Jada? Stop <laughs> this black woman. <laughs> this beautiful, confident black Which woman. Is right. black. Before All she right. sets it off. Um, <laughs> stop. Anyway, so yeah, uh, the last week kind of uh, there was a bit of a, uh, an explosion. Controversy. Yeah. A controversy. Yes, for yes. sure. You know, Jada's always talking at that red table, and she had on uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, um, the world's the, the world's richest con artist, um, talking mm-hmm. about the queen of con. Yeah, talking about Goop and and whatnot, uh, and her new her new show. sex special on on Netflix. Um, Making and white women steam their vaginas. Yep, probably and other things. There's some, there's some black people on there. She's on there yeah, too. Yeah, I know my, my old shorty was into that whole stupid idea. <laughs> but um, just drink water. She had Gwyneth Paltrow on, and they were kind of having a conversation related to sexuality and and having a long term sexual partner. Um, and Jada Jada said some things. Uh, and uh, and the internet went away with it. Let's see if I can find the clip actually, and then I'll edit it in. Um, mm, wait, he's gonna edit in now. And we will we'll just add in, you know, the stuff that you know uh, Jada, what people thought Jada said, but she actually didn't say it. Yes, um, please go ahead. Um, so with this <clears throat> article that is up by Revolt TV, uh, owned by P Diddy. Oh, yes. The cursed black man. They, <laughs> he's cursed. They said, uh, J- Jada Pinkett, uh, s- said that they've been down and dirty in it for twenty six years, which is you know it's amazing, you know, a long, long, long last time. Yeah, right, crazy. He um, was there in Tupac's shop. Uh, shut up. <laughs> what he was there, he went, he went to the hotel room with with, with her mom, and he was like, yo, um, Jada, uh, Pac dead. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just about to make you feel better. <laughs> contact after <laughs> <laughs> the method the method so, uh-huh. so that's hot with <laughs> oh my god <laughs> will and jada they have never had an issue in mm-hmm. the bedroom because of jada pinkett's tweet she says only because i got time today stop making up headlines mm. watch the red table talk i did with gwyneth paltrow for yourselves will and i have never in all caps Never had an issue in the bedroom. Thank you. Yeah, and now here's 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 her conversation with Gwyneth, just so that we can we can all hear it and then. I know. I'm I'm I sure mean, the thing that Will and I talk about a lot is the journey. I mean, we started in this at a very young age. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, 22 years old. It's crazy. That's why the accountability part really hit for me yeah. because I think yeah. you expect your partner to know 
especially when it comes to sex. Right. It's like, well, if you love me, you should know. Right. Mm -mm. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you love me, you should be able to read my mind. You should read my mind. Yeah. You no, know what I that's mean? That's a huge pitfall. That's a huge pitfall. Yeah, it is. I hate that. You know, I hate isn't that. it weird though? It's like someone doesn't read your mind and we feel crushed. Crushed. Like we feel so disappointed. Why do we, where do we get I that don't from? Know. I, I don't know because I don't feel like that at all. I guess, or maybe I've just grown out of it. I think it's you've like probably... you gotta tell me what you, <laughs> what you need. Like I can't read your mind. Right. Because right. I've grown out that of it too. Yeah. yeah. Tell me. What you need, tell me what you want. And on top of it, I know that I have Settle to be down. accountable for <laughs> the same. And do you? I really try. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uncomfortable, yeah, but. So, you know, you get the idea. Um, they were basically. And I haven't watched the whole episode, but mm -hmm. in that moment, it seems like Jada is trying to make a point about how intimacy can be taken for granted when you've been in a relationship for such a long time. Yeah, and fair. sometimes it's like. Maybe that leads to some dissatisfaction, but it's not fair to the other person if you just assume that just because you've been getting down and dirty for 26 years that it's always going to be the same. Um, of course not. You know, uh, I think in addition to talking about this, and we can obviously stick with, with Will and Jada for a while, but I thought it would be cool to bring this up and just look at like celebrity relationships in general and how we kind of put them on a pedestal uh, that's unfair to the humans who are actually in them. Uh, but mm. before we, 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 we unpack that, um, there was also then this thing that happened with Future, right? <laughs> the, 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 the most diabolical nigga this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if we were in the Old West, there would be several warrants out for Future's arrest just for being a hot nigga. <laughs> Yo, word. <laughs> the bounties on his head. For um, coveting thy neighbor's wife. He's living the sin of coveting thy neighbor's wife. He literally is. Um, Future has become the latest person to react to Jada Smith's viral comments about her and Will Smith's marriage. As reported by Revolt, Jada's reference to her and Will's sex life on the recent Red Table Talk episode spurred countless jokes and memes last week, many of which also involved the Mask Off rapper. One meme showed Future welcoming Will to the dark side, quote-unquote, while another pasted Jada's face on a picture of, Atlanta, of the Atlanta MC. Another social media user even wrote that Will Smith needs to start hanging out with Future. However, Future, who is often the target of viral memes himself, rejected the idea. I'd rather hang with Jada, hashtag respectfully, he wrote on his Instagram story. Respectfully means disrespectfully. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. This man is a menace. Why would you do this? <laughs> How old is Future? A menace. He's got to be late 30s? In his 30s. Late 30s? You are too Early damn 30s, old. I believe. You are too damn 37. old to be oh, this shit. demonic. That yeah. No damn you don't think about it. He's but too he's old for me to say, you're 36. <laughs> he's too old for me to say that. <laughs> he's surpassed that. He's literally a menace. Yeah. I, I okay. I'm, I'm glad you said that because a lot of people truly, they, they, they really think that they are on the same level of Will and Jada in their marriage. Um, mm, because nah. all the time, Whenever they see uh, some some like in any any couple, um, any married couple that has that have been together for so fucking long, and the news just shows that they've been going through some problems. Everybody's like, "Well, I don't want a relationship like that. I don't want to go through problems like that." Well, bitch, you ain't never been with a man for over two years. So what the <laughs> fuck you talking about? <laughs> like you never you, have to get to those. You never you didn't even get to that point of being with someone and and being going through so much shit for twenty six years. And a lot of people say, like, "Well, I, I don't want to be with someone like like that." You know, I, I want I want that kind of relationship, but not the shit that that Jada talking about. 
Well, nigga, you, you you talking like that? You ain't gonna get one. All right. I I, I don't like it when uh, people try to put their own opinions in a marriage that they don't even know yeah. shit about. Yeah. And they have marriage in their household. <laughs> exactly. You ain't never been to their household. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so yeah, step yeah. foot. You you. Yeah. Your parents live in the same house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I mean, I, it's not only that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It's but it's not only that, Ahmad. It's also like, okay. Then you'll see people who who get who have this uh, obsession with the relationship, and they're like, "Oh, well, if Will and Jada are having problems, then I'll never be able to find love." You know what I mean? Like, I'll never be able to, you know, I can't trust anybody if like, and and it's like, again, these are these are people, you know, like yes, they're they're super famous, and and I think on this show a lot of times we talk about how celebrities are real people behind all yes. the stuff that they do to entertain us, but. Um, when you're looking at marriage, specifically a marriage under the limelight for 26 years, a marriage, you know, I mean, it's like when you think about prominent black couples, the Obamas, the Carters, the Smiths, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. they're, they're all, they're all kind of up there. So, um, that's a lot of pressure in itself. And then trying to maintain this, like this kind of nuclear black family unit image, you know, it's, I think it's, I, I just think it's like. It's unfair to them, and it's unfair to ourselves to to idolize them. Um, it's unfair to the kids; they got to hear that shit. Yeah, and they're old. Exactly, they're definitely old enough to be on social media and see all this stuff about their parents. And and then all the homies that's like, "Why your mom disrespect your dad like that? Why your mom so fucking I mean, Tupac?" First of all, like, wasn't wasn't <laughs> wasn't uh, August Alsina like Jaden Smith's friend? Like, weren't August they? August Alsina was in his mid twenty, early mid twenties. Jaden was like. 14, 15, oh, maybe. Yeah, okay. So, like, it could be like a big brother, little brother situation exactly. thing happening, and you don't know the relationship that Jada has with Will. They have an open marriage that has been in rumor once or twice, mm. and I've I've been involved with a woman or two who've been in an open marriage. I thought you were going to say, I've been involved with their open marriage. Nah, <laughs> Look, nah. Is this, a, is this an exclusive <laughs> scoop on the air? Is this an scoop that I've, that I've been fucking Jada Pink and Smith? Um, no, nah. And not for nothing, me and, me and Jaden are too close in age, and that's that, that, that'll, be, that'll be too scary. That'll be too scary. <laughs> don't mean shit. He's like, I remember you. I remember you and set it off, ma. I, that's how I know you. I don't know how you know me. Oh, I know you and not, set it off. Not even set it off. When she was, when it was the first Nutty Professor, and she was the uh, <laughs> she was the grad student. I yes. remember that you yes. just unlocked. She was the grad student. Is yep. she, she's the love interest in that. She movie? was the love interest. Sir. Yeah, I've seen. Uh -huh. I saw the Nutty Professor. And like Janet Jackson twice was so the second love I've interest never seen in, the, in the Nutty Professor too. So excuse me, what? I've never seen Nutty Professor. My brother. Okay, you, the, the, the door is open. <laughs> you know where the door I, 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 I prefer animated Eddie Murphy. That's a bold statement. Really? Mush Mushu and Don Gaddis. Like, I like Eddie Murphy in the stand ups. Bold statement. There. But like none of his live action roles. I like Boomerang. I like Beverly Hills. No, this nigga Wes is sad. <laughs> the, the Golden <laughs> Child. Uh, Dream Vampire Girls. in Brooklyn. Dream, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. I saw Dream Girls in a hotel room with my mother and I fucking cried. Okay. Like, that was great. It was excellent. <laughs> so it was excellent. What's Will is still looking at you like you're <laughs> <Well>. fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you said Will is Wes. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Else. Hey, listen. They they both handed you. Both y'all look alike. Why Jay, why Jay disrespecting you, Will? <laughs> but this is what this is what I'm saying. A, a lot of people are so obsessed with the media because mm -hmm. this is it. They they 
pick they pick out the certain um, problems that are going on with someone's marriage, and we are just so obsessed uh, with with um, just thinking about it on a daily basis and giving our opinions. But like that's like I said, that's just like a little speck of what's going on in their marriage, mm-hmm. and they turn it into a huge like a, a humongous issue. Um, but I'm pretty sure like you know. Jada and also Will have been going through, like, individually have been going through problems that a lot of people don't even know about. Um, I'm pretty sure their sex life is the least of their of their, of their worries. Yeah. Um, Worrying about fucking getting money to get, uh, what's her name, on to get Willow on tour. Li- <laughs> or, like, funding her dream of playing guitar. Yeah, but wi- Willow's blowing up now. Oh, hmm? Willow is amazing now. No, she's fantastic, but can you imagine... You know, this this little girl is frustrated. She wants to do music, and she's mm. getting better, working at it, working at it. And they want her to succeed. They want her to do well. Or Jaden, they want him to do his thing. They're, like, pushing their kids, mm-hmm. you know? Cause, and all the shit that comes with that, you two as artists, the, y'all should know, like, the imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. the idea of, like, yo, I'm only getting this because my parents, and them reassuring their kids. No one talks about that part. And then, you know... Their kids are doing well and doing their fucking thing, and they're actually mm-hmm. talented kids. Mm-hmm. They are. Cut from beautiful cloth and had a good opportunity, but they're still talented kids. Mm-hmm. You know, but they don't have, they, no one looked at that, you know, maybe how the kids felt about them coming up, becoming artists. But we're just worried about, about the kids' opinion. We're, we're, we're worried about Will Smith possibly being omnipotent in whatever the fuck the word is. I f- what are you, I'm sorry, I tuned out. What are you trying to say? <laughs> Nothing. We're worried about if Will Smith's dick doesn't work or something. Oh, impotent. Thank you. It's yes. impotence, not omnipotence. Mm. Omnipotent means all knowing. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, but uh, the new word today. <laughs> HVO vocabulary. Being <laughs> rainbow. We need to get like a rainbow. <laughs> Butterfly um, in the sky. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, and this is yeah. It's not the first time that they've had to defend the 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 solidness of their of their marriage or not. I'm looking at a timeline from Oprah Daily. Um, but you Oprah know, would have this timeline. <laughs> But the, Oprah the as question, a corporation. <laughs> <laughs> but the but the uh, the questions of whether or not they're in an open relationship go back to like 2013, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they've. I mean, it's just that tough thing. Like when you're when you're a famous celebrity, how much of my life do I feel like opening up to these people? You know, I was mm-hmm. having a conversation with a friend of ours uh, off the air, of course, and we were just discussing like if uh, we're you know we were both operating under the assumption that someday we will both be well-known people for whatever Mm -hmm. reason and so um we were talking about you know like having kids and whether or not like how soon we want to reveal our kids to social media if if ever at all and she was like i'm literally no one will know i have a kid until they're 16 years old (laughs) like Mm -hmm. you will not see this child anywhere and and i and i get that you know speaking of that and not just adele you know who i just realized that is gay and came out recently Cal Penn yes. from White Castle, from uh, yeah, Harold and Kumar. Cal uh, Penn just came out as gay and has been married to this NASCAR driver for 11 years. I'm sitting on my toilet, and I'm like, he's gay? And I was like, oh my he's God. He's gay. You're gay. <laughs> I was like, word. I was like, damn. Like, yo, if, if y'all want to <laughs> keep that, yo, if you want to keep something hidden, Talk to Cal Penn. I guess so. Because he kept that shit under wraps. He was like, yeah. y'all, none of y'all niggas know about this. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know who else you is keeping? Know, I mean, it's we talk about best kept secrets like Queen Latifah. You don't know who who she with, right? Ever? No. I, I still know. think she was Scooter. She gay, <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> she gay, but you know, I don't think people are worried about who she dating. So she's not in the in the in the limelight the same way. Yeah. yeah. You know, 
like with 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 Kyle Penn, he's he's in, he's in a show right now when he's been known for uh, two of the Harold Harold and Kumar. So other than that, I don't think people really. It, it was a little shocking because nobody knew about it, and he wasn't in the light. But Queen Latifah was always talked about before. Yeah, yeah. it was just like, oh, he was in the Obama administration. Yeah. He was? Oh, shit. Apparently, he was a former White House staff member. Yes, he was. He's a smart motherfucker. Yeah, well, good for him. Um, nice. But yeah, like, how, how do y'all feel about that? The notions of privacy, right? Like, you know, you know when HBO inevitably blows up and, and, and people are looking for us, uh, how much of your life do you think you're going to hide? Uh, listen, um, that's why they have the delete button. Um, <laughs> I don't see a problem with, with that. Like, if, if I, well, all of us here are going to blow up. <laughs> putting that out there. Mm. Um, I don't really see, I think there's two things that I'll say off the air um, mm-hmm. that I will probably just be worried about, but at the same time, um, yeah, no, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be too worried. Like If there was an interview, you'd be like, oh, so how did you feel about this? I'd be like, how the fuck do you know that? <laughs> see, now I see now I have to kill you off air. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever have an interview with, a, with Nardward. I oh. Would. <laughs> oh my god. I would you not. The police? <laughs> no. Bro, how, like I'm saying how? <laughs> Don't Did ever you? have an interview were, with Nardwar. Were, were you suspended in fifth He's gonna he's gonna <laughs> <laughs> Nardwar's gonna contact your relatives from the great beyond or some shit. <laughs> and he's gonna find out all the dirt about you. Perform a seance one hundred percent. Um yes. Yeah, what about you, Jude? Uh um, I already be out there. I'd be talking crazy on my social media. I'd always be <laughs> posting wild jokes, but I'll also consult with my therapist on how to operate myself properly properly when that time comes mm. and have a plan for that. Not worry about it right now because it's so in the future. Mm. Just worry about worry about it when it comes or when it's close to coming. Like I see it on the horizon, then I'll deal with it. For sure. I have a friend um who per you know for the sake of her privacy, shall remain nameless. But a friend of mine got a, a gig on uh, Gossip Girl, and I've told y'all about this. Buttercup, yes. and, and uh, she, we love you, girl. and she has been talking to me about like you know being wary of that type of stuff, and, and because she herself comes from like stan culture, and she's she knows how people operate when they become obsessive about something she's like she's like because I'm one of them, I know how to counteract them. <laughs> like she's already preparing for. I'm gonna talk to her. Yeah, she's already preparing for how to, you know, manage her social media and, and keep certain things that she wants to be private, private. And um, I think that's important. I think, um, you know, even though these, this stuff is, uh, the inter- the internet is supposed to bring us together, sometimes it's just too invasive. Like, I, yeah. and, and, I, and, I, and I think, like, everyone has a right to determine how much information about them mm-hmm. is shared, specifically when you're in a, a relationship. Yeah. Specifically, but my one thing I wonder is just like, where do we have the authority or the right to even talk about relationships after a while? Like I see, I've seen a lot on, in the podcast game in the last year or so. It's a big focus on relationships, mm-hmm. sex, and all this other shit. And I'm just like, where are you coming from, and who are you even talking about, and mm-hmm. who are you to talk about any of this? Mm-hmm. Because we're all in this life experiencing humanity together. Yeah. You know, might know more than me, might know less than me, but what gives you the authority to talk about these things? And why are we so obsessed about it and going into these people for advice mm. and not maybe going to, I mean, I may, may not all have access to it, but therapy. Mm-hmm. 
I'm an advocate for therapy. I want to become a therapist. Everyone should go seek therapy. Yes. But when you have all these relationship issues and all these problems, I don't think XYZ from whatever podcast, from whatever the – Even from Hawthorne's very own. From Hawthorne's very own. Don't come to me <laughs> for relationship advice about any of this crap. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what to do with you. I'm just, I'm just going to tell you, go talk to your therapist. Do X, Y, Z. This, this is my prescription for anyone going through any problems. Listen to violent rap music, <laughs> exercise, and go to your fucking therapist. That's it. That is the key to life. Hmm. Hit a bag. Yeah. Hit a bag. Hit a bag. Lift a weight. Yes. Use a grappling dummy if you like jujitsu. <laughs> something. Yeah. Something. If something you aggressive. Any, if you need any type of meditation, no, go ahead and go. You know what I'm saying? Do that and go to your therapist. That's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Punto. End of story. But to go back, I don't know why where people get all these ideas about be, where how to become a man through podcasts. Kevin Samuels. <laughs> he be funny and he be right sometimes. Sometimes. But I'm this is what I'm here for. I'm here for the jokes. I'm here right. for the laughs. That's mm-hmm. what this is. It's entertainment. I'm here for the laughs. Because sometimes it's very funny. Sometimes it's very, very funny. Dr. Umar is funny most of the Dr. time. Dr. Umar is dumb funny. He's <laughs> stupid, but dumb funny. Yo, Freddie Gibbs whooped that news. Ass. Yo, oh Freddie Gibbs is trying to fight academics and, D- and Dr. Umar. He said the niggas could tag team. That would be funny. <laughs> I am here for jokes. I am here to laugh. Prince I'm here for the entertainment. <laughs> but I am not here for you giving serious advice to these people about how they should operate their lives ever. Mm. Don't do it. You're feeding people possible poison. You stupid motherfuckers. I'm talking about niggas on Fresh and Fit. I'm talking about all you red pill niggas. I'm talking about all you crazy broads. Talking about you need to put tricks on dudes. Mm. I'm talking about all of y'all. Listen to violent rap music or listen to violent music, period, if you like heavy metal or some shit. And go to your therapist. And meditate. And meditate. Meditate is good. Yeah. Meditation is very good. And drink some tea. Tea as well. <laughs> <laughs> there's many different kinds of meditation as well. It, yes, there is. There's many different yes, ways to, to, to achieve a meditation. You can use it on an app. Yeah. You can do it by yourself. You can join a class. You can join yoga. You can take some cold yoga. showers. <laughs> nah, that's different. That's just cold, yo. That's cold. Literally. My genitals go back into my body. Man. That shit hurts. Y'all, just sit on the fucking floor. Lay on the floor for 20 minutes. And then you just wake up. Just feel the feel earth. Just fine. Yeah. Just literally. sink it to the floor. Yeah. You'll literally feel okay. Or if not, just put, just lay on the floor and then put your legs on the bed or some shit and then just stay there for 20 minutes. I promise you, you'll feel okay. Find a comfortable position. I think what I'll ask to, to close this out, um, and uh, I'll start with you, Umad, um, and I know like it's not going to be comprehensive, but if just like when it comes to thinking about a healthy relationship for you, what's like one like, what is a key uh, aspect of a healthy relationship for you personally? What do you need? Uh, I, I have two. Mm. Um, just communication and also uh, just being vulnerable. Vulnerability. I feel like whenever, whenever, whenever I am, well, past relationships, I ain't going to get too much into it, but just like I would tend to put a wall up mm-hmm. and, you know, it would be a dis, it, it, I would feel disconnected from my partner and that person would feel like I'm trying to shut them out, mm-hmm. which, you know, that was, it's like the plan, but, um, you know, once I open myself up, then there'll be much more things to talk to and it will be a greater bond for the both of us. Mm-hmm. And for communication, if you feel like there's a problem, just say some shit. Don't <laughs> let it linger. Yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> you know, it's going to be brought up within the next week and then it's going to be more problems on top of problems. Um, but, yeah. Mm. 
I'd say maybe I saw this on uh, philosophy TikTok. <laughs> I had I had to go scrolling. I had to go find that now because I need to find other ways to study because I always get my fucking phone. It's a piece of crack. <laughs> but uh, I was watching this dude and he said that life is, you know, when people have the idea of happiness, they think of this fun, f- uh, fluffy feeling, you know, mm-hmm. where things all feel fuzzy and nice and good. But then once they're not feeling that way anymore, they start feeling like a failure. Mm. I would say someone who can ride the waves of fuzzy and then not fuzzy, mm. you know, feeling happy and euphoric and loving and, oh, my God, it's the best thing ever. And then to be like, oh, this is crazy. This is rough. Like what we're going through right now. And it doesn't even have to be like the relationship is tarnished or whatever. It could very well be that or not. But it can be your financial p- troubles, a death in the family, um, a death of a friend mm-hmm. or anything that goes wrong and just flips your happiness on its head. Be able to ride the waves for that. You yeah. know, and understand that that's what life will do to you. It just comes in waves. Happiness will come in a wave and then there will possibly be quiet and there'll be more quiet than happiness or sadness. There'll be more n- something neutral. And then it might go dip down to depression and then might shoot back up to happiness. That life comes in waves. Just to mm. understand someone who can ride that wave. Mm. Yeah, well said. Um, I think for me, it's hard maybe to, right now for me to put into one word, I, but I think like, I guess I'd say trust, but not in terms of like trust that I'm like not going to cheat on you or trust or whatever. I, I mean, stuff like that. I, I like I assume is taken for granted. The, like just the way I function. Hopefully, it's a given. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think like emotional trust, and then maybe it's similar to vulnerability. But the idea that like you can bear yourself with me, and that I'm not going to use whatever you give me against you later. Um, a yeah. lot of times, I think, especially for for. Uh, for us as men, I think vulnerability is, is a, is a big issue. It's just, it's just hard. We, we're not, you know, and, and, and black men, it's like a lot of times we might be raised in, in relationships. Uh, I mean, in, in homes that stifle us emotionally that we're not, we're not really encouraged to feel sadness or anger or whatever, because then it's going to be punished. So this yeah. so is, then you grow up into kind of a stilted man and then your partner's like, why can't you, why aren't you emotional? And it's like, well, <laughs> because, but I mean, that, that's, that's separate. I mean, I, I just think when it comes to uh, emotional trust, like trust that anything I say to you, like you, like there, there has to be a foundation of like love, right? So that if I'm coming to you with an issue that I have, you know, that I'm not like trying to put you down as a human being. I'm telling you this because I need something to change or I want you to be aware of this for yeah. our relationship to grow. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, I think in their relationships, they don't get to that place where they have a solid foundation of like, of respect. Like, like, I got you. Like, right. So anything I, I say, respect, to you, this yeah, is, no, I'm, yeah, anything that I say to you, I'm not trying to be, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to come at you sideways. And I think that's, that's uh, something that's crucial for me. Um, so that people don't feel like, you know, they're, they're getting their, uh, their toes stepped on. Yeah. Like, like Santana's like, you're kind of wilding right now. You're bugging, like, show up to work right now this is going on that's going on what's going on yeah yeah exactly all this stuff is happening what's going on with you yeah yeah like, i'm not trying to say you are you know a slob or something but yeah. you're falling off a little bit or even stuff. if it's just like you know listen the way you talk to me sometimes i don't really like it it's not enough to make me want to break up with you but like i want how what are you feeling when 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 we converse like this and, and yeah. how can we you know circumvent it mm-hmm. yeah so mm-hmm. Well, look at us. That's what we like to do on this show. 
like to yeah. fuse wisdom and wisecracking. Come right in there. Wisdom and wisecracking. Yeah. Yeah. Three black men. <laughs> Trying to change the narrative. Exactly. Um, uh, this is the new black man that you're going to see from here on out in the 21st century, motherfuckers. Period. Mm-hmm. Period. Wes over there, too. He counts. Um, Brother Wes. <laughs> but, uh, well, I think... I think that's a wrap for us today, beloveds. Um, if you want more Uptown Love, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Wear your condoms. Use birth control. Get an IUD. Yeah, yeah. Get a vasectomy. That's I'm always here for the safe sex, yo. Mm-hmm. Don't get you don't want you don't want none of this shit out here in the streets. You don't want to get no crazy broad pregnant, or you don't want to have a you don't want to have a crazy ass father getting you pregnant. Yeah, right? you don't want some you want some nigga that work at Seven Eleven getting you pregnant. I don't care. No disrespect to the Seven Eleven. No disrespect to Seven Eleven. No disrespect to the 7-Eleven dude, but like, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Give yes. your partner some flowers. Yeah. Yes. Make them yes. feel good about them. Right. You know Find what I'm saying. Flowers. We love y'all guys, gals, non-binary pals. Be safe. Till next time. Deuces. Black women, I love y'all.